greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Thursday, September 10th. My name, of course, as always, with the weird pronunciation of the day of the week is Javier Reyes. Uh... Host this here, Locked Out Padres podcast. Um, check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javapeno, which is spelled J A V I I P E N O. And if you feel so inclined, only if you feel oh so inclined, hit me up on either of those two accounts with any questions, comments, or concerns you might have, and I'll do my very best to answer them here on the show, as well as the Gmail, by the way, which is lockdownpadres at gmail.com with any more detailed questions you might have. Um, today's episode, guys, is yet another. Another crossover with Ben Kaspik of Lockdown Giants. But before we get into that, just a couple just a couple of thoughts that I had on last night's game and just the Rocky series, because I basically haven't talked about it at all, which was just the ultimate sweep. Um, feels good, man. It feels good. You know what I mean? Uh, we have the obviously the big explosion game where they put up 14 runs. You have the 1-0 victory on Monday, which was so great uh, and a lot, in a lot of ways super unexpected and crazy. You know, with the with the Profar walk off, and I was watching that. It's just a great Labor Day gift, I guess you could say. And then last night's game, um, Davies. I know that he gave up three runs, but he actually had a season high in strikeouts. And I actually thought that he pitched just excellent the whole game. I know that his final stat line might not immediately suggest that, as he gave up three runs on five hits with two walks as well. But uh, I think that it should be noted that one, I cannot believe that that same pitch is working so much. Um, and yeah, the solo shot from Story was the only bad pitch I think he really made. I think that the home run from Matt Kemp, I think that that was really just good hitting. I really do. I think that that was just, the ball was so much in the dirt, and he just kind of scooped it out, uh, hit it out of the park. It was the it came at the worst time, obviously, but of course, the Padres offense, as always, comes through with, uh, with Will Myers, too. Will Myers has been like, I, I need to have someone else on the pod to just talk about what a turnaround he's had and how he's all of a sudden just become one of my favorite players on the team. And I think a lot of people feel the same way. Um, and Mitch Moreland having his first kind of major moment for the Padres with that two-run home run that put us in the lead in the first place. Uh, just good things all around. We got this Giants series coming up. And after beating Colorado, after sweeping them, it's looking all but like a guarantee that the Padres make the playoffs. And it looks like the Rockies might be kind of out of it. So we kind of buried them. Buried the the the... The corpse, the decaying corpse that was the Colorado Rockies, because I mean, Jesus. As I talked with Jetta Garcia a few weeks ago, or a week ago, uh, man, that team is depressing to watch. Holy cow. Uh, but anyways, guys, now let's get into this uh, thing. I'm probably going to make it split into two parts, and that'll be tomorrow's episode. Uh, and until we get more games and stuff, I've still got cool episodes planned, but don't worry. Without further ado, guys, let's start this convo with Ben Kaspik. He's the man. Here we go. All right, everybody. A returning guest. I've had him on before. This time, though, we won't have any recording errors, hopefully, as we did the last time, which we talked about. Um, and the last time we talked, uh, the Padres weren't like unanimously considered one of the more exciting teams in baseball. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm talking right. with Mr. Ben Kaspik of Locked On Giants. First of all, before we get into our upcoming series, how are you doing during this uh these stressful times, I guess someone could say. Well, I'm doing better today because the sky here isn't completely orange. Right. I don't know if you saw That's what I was alluding that. to. That's what I was alluding to. Yeah. It was the wildest thing all day yesterday. That all day, like from the first 
crack of dawn until nighttime. It was just bright orange sky. Very weird. It was, it was really just like that. Cause yeah, I saw all the pictures going around. Is it like better now? What's going on? Yeah. Now it's just smoky, which is also terrible, but <laughs> I mean, honestly, what's, what's weird is that the orange sky, there was actually good air quality. It wasn't mm. bad air quality, but today mm. it's smoke. And so it is bad air quality. Jeez. Yeah, weird times we live in for sure. Uh, but basically for today's episode, we thought we would do the old standby format, which is that I'm going to ask you two questions about the Giants and then you ask me two about the Padres. That's how crossovers work, I assume, here on the Lockdown Network. Uh, sure. Just because, you know, we've talked before, too. We talked not, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, not too long ago. But right now, um, the Giants got a big series. The Padres just swept the the Rockies. Um, now they're heading to San Francisco, I believe. I forgot if it's a... A home no, game, right? No, it's, it's in, in San Diego. Diego. Yep. It's in San Diego. Um, so I guess how do I how do I start off? First of all, you guys are twenty three and twenty one, which isn't bad. Uh, one could say that the Giants might be one of the more underrated teams in the league when you just kind of look at that win loss record. What has been kind of what are the big jump out things, and why are people underrating the the Giants? I guess right now, and what kind of moment they've had. Yeah, uh, what I think a lot of people on the outside might not know is that they have been just absolutely killing the ball basically all season long. They've been a Mm -hmm. top offensive team, and it's not just one guy. It's not just Mike Yastrzemski. It's up and down the lineup. Everybody who's been in the lineup outside of maybe a couple guys who have been average-ish, everybody else has been great. And so some of it, I mean, you're not going to sustain that level of, of awesomeness at the plate, but all kinds of positive signs coming out of this Giants team. And specifically, it's the offense that's carrying the load. Yeah, I mean, it kind of reminds me, the team in general kind of reminds me of last year in the sense that it's hard to pinpoint really many stars on the team except for Yastrzemski. And it feels like they're outplaying the eye test analytics. No, that doesn't make sense. Just the eye test factor, where not a lot of people are talking about the team too much, yet they're just scrounging wins up every now and then. And I think the difference with this year between last year's team is that uh, it's definitely, it's it's the Yastrzemski thing. And he's been a borderline MVP candidate uh, next to my boy, of course, uh, who right. he would be second place. Shout out to Yastrzemski. <laughs> um, but my thing I think I would want to ask is we're basically like a, a week or so removed from the trade deadline. We talked about last time that Johnny Cueto uh, was kind of like a trade potential guy. I don't believe he left the team are you? Is there like any kind of view on what this team's uh, postseason prospects are? Are they kind of going for it, or at least going for it, and whatever that means in this expanded playoff kind of situation we're in? Yeah, I mean, it was definitely uh, an interesting deadline for the Giants. They didn't really end up doing anything. They did make a tiny, minor trade with the Rays, mm-hmm. uh, but there was the question: like, are they going to sell off some players, or are they going to buy? But they ended up not doing anything, and. I think people around here, myself included, understand and understood that this period of time for this team, it made sense more than many, maybe any other period to just kind of hold because they were playing well and they were very much in playoff contention. And so you're not just going to want to trade off a bunch of players who are playing well for you, especially if you're not going to get a good return, like a worthwhile return. So like players on one-year deals, those are typically like the rental trade uh, trade candidates, the most obvious trade candidates, like Kevin Gosman, who's pitching well for the Giants, mm-hmm. but is a free agent at the end of the season. And so it, it might make sense for a, quote, rebuilding team to trade a guy like that. 
mm-hmm. but uh, not this year because from what I understand, teams were not willing to give up a lot for one month of a guy. And the Giants, he, he had more value to them as someone who could help them get into the postseason than just to acquire middling prospects just for the sake of making a trade. Why not just hold on to the guy and hope he can carry you into the postseason? And right now, they have a two-and-a-half game lead on a, on a playoff spot. So they're very mm-hmm. – they're. I mean, I'm not going to say they're very likely – at this point, but they're more likely than not to make the postseason in this expanded field. And so they're very much going for it. And I think uh, teams that play the Giants are aware of the Giants because they're beating people up. They're mm-hmm. not just going out there scratching out wins. They're they're scoring tons of runs. They're mm-hmm. hitting homers. They're, they're hitting for extra base hits just constantly. Their lineup has been relentless mm-hmm. up and down. And so it's going to be a really interesting series. Something's got to give because both of these teams are playing great right now. Absolutely. Yeah, it's definitely for all the Padres fans out there. I mean, there's some underrated players on this team, even guys like Tony Watson, who have been really good in the bullpen. And uh, even even Longoria, to a degree, has been kind of not a resurgence, but like just an, a fine, you know, yeah. kind of uh, player for them. I think that for the Padres fans, they look at this schedule and they're like, oh, yes. We got San Francisco coming up. So it's like, oh, no, it's actually like I still think the Padres are better in almost mo- in basically every way for the most part. But this is definitely not a layup. It's not what we kind of expected. I mean, I know you were really high on not high on the team, but you were high on the idea that this team could outplay kind of some of the this is a bottom five team projections right. that a lot of that they were getting. And clearly they're they're outperforming that. What Who do you think are two under like not even two just. Who's the most underrated player? Do you think on the on the Giants that you think Padres fans should watch out for? Um, a couple guys to watch out for would probably be Donovan Solano. I mean, number mm-hmm. one because right. I mean, the guy is hitting three forty, three eighty two on yeah. base, five eighteen slugging, and he's basically done that ever since he came to the Giants. So mm-hmm. he did basically the same kind of thing last year. He's just been a machine, and he hits towards the top of the lineup and. He's hit some huge home runs for the Giants, including one against the Padres. I don't know if you remember way back in that yeah. first series. He hit, yeah. a, he hit a huge late home run. Mm-hmm. Uh, that gave him Matt Strom, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, exactly. And um, he's basically been doing that all year. And another guy, I mean, there's all kinds of guys. I can give you a lot of names. <laughs> Under the radar guy, I mean, he might not play unless the Padres are starting a lefty in the series, which I don't think they are. Because mm-hmm. they have a pretty right-handed rotation, right? Yeah, pretty much. Um, I mean, Alex Dickerson, who the Padres traded to the Giants for Franklin Van Gerp last year. <laughs> uh, Dickerson has been great also. He struggled in the first uh, few weeks of the season. But since then, he's been on an absolute tear. He, he hit three home runs in a game not long ago. Uh, he almost hit a fourth home run of the game. It hit the wall. And so he's been on fire. Um trying to think of anyone else. Joey Bart has been called up. He's the Giants' top prospect, and he's playing, and he's hitting the ball mm-hmm. hard right now. So pretty much up and down the lineup. Look for guys to 
to be a threat more than probably Padres fans might think they would be. Up, 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 vroom, vroom time, everybody. Got to talk to you for a quick second about rockauto.com, which is just the great, 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 greatest website that you can go to for all your car type of needs. Do I necessarily need car type of needs? Do I even know anything about cars? No, but trust me, Rock Auto is the best, guys. Do you know why? Because first and foremost, they are a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. You can go to Rock auto.com to shop for auto parts and auto parts and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers whatever it is you know what i mean i get the terminology mixed up but they have everything from edge control modules and brake parts to tail lamps mortar oil and even new carpet whether it's for your classic or daily driver you get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door which is especially important uh in times like these that we are living in the rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands specifications and prices you prefer best of all prices at rockauto.com are always reliable Below and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Does that make any sense? No, it does not. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their "How did you hear about us?" box, so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Nice, nice, nice. And last, fo- just one thing. Uh, I just, I have to say, uh, very sad. To have seen that my my beloved Hunter Pence got options, I was yeah. very sad to see that. Um, seems like it is officially uh, the the end for Mister Pence's career. I was very yeah. sad to see that. I was looking forward to maybe going up against him one more time, but nope. Uh, he's he's done. So, last question. I love how I said we would do two questions, and I basically asked like five, but <laughs> um, <laughs> it just happens that way sometimes. Last question. One of the big things we talked about. Uh, and I think we, unfortunately, the recording that got lost, we got even more in depth with this. But what's kind of how's Gabe Kappa doing? You know, how, how's the the feeling around him? Because I know he was one of those controversial managers and one of these guys that people love to hate in the national media type of areas. You know, you got right. PTI railed against him when he was in Philadelphia, right? <laughs> what's kind of uh, the perspective on him now that the team has been, you know, pretty good? Well. It was bad early because of some moves that people perceive to be bad moves. But to me, I always kept the perspective that, look, when the bullpen comes in and blows a game, it's easy to blame the manager for bringing in that reliever. And that's Mm -hmm. kind of a little bit what we saw early in the season. He did make one like legitimate mistake, which is similar to something he did in Philadelphia. He like made a second mound visit that he wasn't allowed to make. He, he wasn't allowed to remove a pitcher, but he tried to. And the umpires like said, you can't do that, <laughs> which was embarrassing. But ultimately, it didn't really matter in the in the grand scheme of things. Uh, and then a defining moment for the Giants season was in like the third week or so. They blew a five-run ninth inning lead. And then the next day, they blew a three-run ninth inning lead. And then two mm-hmm. days later, they blew a one-run ninth inning lead. So they just melted down. And at that point, they were 8-16. and 16. They had twice as many losses as wins. And people were just pissed at Gabe Kapler, and they thought it was his fault for, like, using the closer with a five-run lead and then using the closer in the same – or the next day, and he blew the game. Uh, so they were blaming him. Everybody was mad. But since that time, they have just been on an absolute roll. I think they're 15-5 and five since then. And mm-hmm. – public opinion has changed because he's pulling all the right strings. Uh, they're winning games. He's making moves that are working. Uh, it's totally changed and people are really high on this team right now. So it was tough to overcome 
because there was a lot of negativity, but, but now it's, it's gotten to the place where people are beginning to see the light and see the positive with this team. And Catholic. that's a good, that's an interesting thing you bring up about kind of a, a turning point. And then, you know, they're 15 and five, like you said, the Padres, I think are 15 and five or 15 and three, basically ever since the, the Tatis, uh, three, three, Oh, home run. Right. right? Uh, right. so it's there. These two teams are very like kind of, everything's kind of changing. Jace Tingler for the Padres on the other hand, he's had some kind of similar things with the bullpen. And I'm kind of lukewarm on the guy. I'm, I'm like, whatever. He's, I got more annoyed by his not defending Tatis among everything else when it came to uh, right. his managerial decisions. And I think most people agreed with that. Um, but when you're right, when it comes to the bullpen, it's like, yeah, it's easy to say like, oh, you should have for the Padres. You should have brought in, you know, uh, Matt Straub instead of Craig Stammen. It's like, well, the, he's trying to conserve the bullpen and also pitch better. You know what I mean? Right. He can't pitch tell better. them what to exactly. do. You know what I mean? So to a degree, uh, I don't like blaming uh, managers for everything. But uh, yeah, this is it's an exciting series, man. I'm, I'm genuinely, I think it's an, a low-key exciting series. Um, I know that football is starting tonight as we record this, so it's definitely going to be the, I don't know, like 27th story on the news bar, which is understandable. Right. But uh, I think that for baseball fans, I would be tuning into the series for sure. And cut, everybody. Hold on just a second. Going to have to stop the talk there, everybody. I hope you're enjoying my conversation with Ben Kaspik. I know I enjoyed talking with him. And seriously, Good guy. Just a good guy where I feel like we can nerd out and talk baseball. And I know he's always down to talk baseball. So uh, love having it on the pod. I feel like we've this is our third crossover, actually, which I believe is the most of anyone on the network, with maybe the exception of Millard for D-backs. And Lord knows Millard is not in the greatest of moods, considering how bad the, the D-backs have been. But uh, yeah, that's 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 kind of what's going on with the podcast. Still got cool plans coming up. Still got interesting guests that I'm trying to get on the show. And... You know, but in a way, the team speaks for itself. You know what I mean? I almost feel like you guys don't even need to listen. I hope you listen, though. I'm just kidding. It's a joke. It's a joke. Uh, I'm just being facetious. But, uh, you know, I hope you guys enjoy it. And the next part two, which will come out tomorrow, uh, is definitely me more geeking out on the Padres and Ben asking me questions about them. So uh, that part you guys can look forward to. But I felt like the Giants part. I mean, you got to listen to the Giants part first for the series coming out tonight, right? So, yeah. And also, just really excited because football's on tonight. So I hope you guys enjoy football being back tonight. The Chiefs and uh, Texas. Nothing to do with Padres, but it makes me happy, and I'm the host of the podcast, so hopefully you guys are rooting for my fantasy team to do well. <laughs> but uh, anyway, with all that nonsense out of the way, guys, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from, whatever podcast surface, service, uh, the, the, the Apple podcast, the iTunes, the the Google podcast, the the, the Himalayas, the, the Overcast app, whatever, whatever it is. And if you guys are do me a favor and stroke my ego a bit maybe make me a little bit happier and go give me some of them five stars five stars only on the itunes app for the podcast that would make me very happy doesn't necessarily matter a whole bunch no but it would make me happy and you know what make me happy just i'm in a good mood guys i wouldn't mind being even being in an even gooder mood uh but anyway i've been talking too much guys until next time stay safe and of course stay faithful my friar faithful homies take care 